what's good everybody i'm joe this is your daily shot of inspiration thank you so much for being here today for the weekend interview series today i'm talking with jesse fraser jesse is an artist who has spent most of her life immersed in various art forms including airbrush sculpting drawing and painting through her creative process she has allowed her subconscious mind to release the clutter of her thoughts and express themselves through her artwork over the last five years Jessie has used her artwork as a way to recover from a traumatic experience that lasted over 13 months and involved five near-death experiences. By pouring herself into her artwork, she was able to understand the symbolism in the art and connect with the spirit guides and the loved ones who had passed on, leading to healing of her body, her mind, her soul, and reconnecting back to herself. In recent years, Jessie has developed her intuitive senses, her mediumship abilities, and, and allowing all of these qualities to shine through in intuitive paintings. And that is why Jessie is on the show today. Because after an oracle card read that I did for Jessie, she had reached out and had an idea about doing an intuitive painting for me to see if I would be open for being a guinea pig and connecting to my guides to see what my guides would have her share with me. And I thought it was a really interesting process. And we talk about this. And as we were going through the process and Jesse joined the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind group, and I've been now working with Jesse and really helping her realize how amazing she is. And she knows you're going to see and hear how amazing she is in, in our conversation and part of this episode is one to, as always, share inspiring creative people with you all. And also to give you an idea of these are the kind of people that hang out in the Manifestation Mastermind groups. When I say these groups are filled with amazing, inspiring people, a couple episodes back, Angel Lopez was on the podcast. He's also part of one of the Manifestation groups. And these groups are filled with so many amazing people that really help uplift and support us all. And over the past couple of weeks, I've decided to pull back from the manifestation groups and the Thursday night group and teaching my Wednesday night yoga class to doing nothing on my nights in April, just kind of sitting and allowing and seeing what will come into the space that I've created. And what's happening now is a morning manifestation mastermind group that's starting may the 4th may the 4th be with you and come join me for the first ever thursday morning manifestation mastermind group we're going to get together every thursday morning in may from 7 to 8 a.m that's right bright and early depending on where you are in the world we're going to hang out we're going to meditate we're going to pull oracle cards it's group coaching it's filled with a bunch of amazing, inspiring people like Jesse. And we're all at different stages and the level of awareness and it remembering our superpowers and remembering who we are and why we're here and what it is that we're manifesting. But the thing that comes with just being part of groups like this is as soon as you say, yes, I'm going to do this, you're up-leveling yourself. You're actually saying, yes, I'm ready to take that next step. I'm ready to send that email that says, hey, I have this idea, I have this, this, this thought, I want to create it. And instead of 
worrying or being afraid, you start sending that email. Like Jesse sent the email saying, hey, I want to paint a painting. I want to do this intuitive painting. We got we to gotta put ourselves out there sometimes and see what happens. Follow the breadcrumbs. So in this episode on Easter Sunday, happy Easter if you celebrate, may we all resurrect to the highest version of ourselves. May we all remember who we truly are. And sometimes when we're going through that dark night of the soul, or we're in that shitstorm and we're experiencing this traumatic event, that's the time we have to really stand strong and say, okay, I know this sucks right now, but I'm going to get through this. And I know there's something at the end of this that is actually going to amplify my life. And it's, the, it's a hard one to wrap our head around. But when we actually get out of the shitstorm, because when you're in the shitstorm, you don't even realize you're in the shitstorm. But once we can step out and we're on the other side of that storm, it's like, oh my goodness, I made it. And because I made it, I am so much stronger. I've learned so many lessons. I have this new skill, this new talent, this new thing that I can now share with the world to help uplift and inspire the world around me. So, my friends, thank you all for being here. I appreciate you all. Enjoy this conversation with Jesse. Come hang out every Thursday morning in May, starting May the 4th. I'm not even a Star Wars guy, but how about that? May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And come hang out with us every Thursday morning in May from 7 to 8 a.m. And start creating that, that, that best reality, your most amazing reality. Happy Easter, everybody. Thanks for being here. All of Jesse's links are in the show notes. Give her a follow. Thank you. Have a beautiful Easter. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration weekend interview series. And today, my very special guest, Jesse. Just say your last name, Jesse, so I don't mess it up. <laughs> just phaser phaser it's not hard but i get in my head what names are one of the things that just get in my head i'm like oh man so it's just easier that way now everybody knows how to say your name the right way yeah (laughs) so for everybody that is listening you heard the the intro jesse is a a painter a photographer an intuitive i love to say we're all wizards a (laughs) wizard and you know jesse had reached out like i said in the 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 intro for an oracle card read right was that our first connect yeah. the, the oracle that was our first connection and then in the oracle card read we just started talking and tessie joined one of the groups and painted a lovely painting that's behind me an intuitive painting and we're going to be talking about all of this stuff so jesse thank you so much for being here oh, thanks for having me and if you can where in the world are you for all of the listeners i'm in minneapolis minnesota Minneapolis Prince 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 it's very soon the anniversary of his death I was a big Prince fan not like I'm like love Prince but there like he was just there I was Prince yeah. you know like how can you not love Prince you you just have to and I used to love going to First Ave which is where he started out so that was kind of my home base growing up too so huge music freak so did you ever have the pleasure of seeing, sh- photographing, 
being in prison's prince's presence i really wish i would have been but no unfortunately he was uh way before i got into the entertainment industry around here to mm-hmm. be able to do that but my son and i are thinking about going to paisley park to view his his uh his old mansion so mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I'd yeah. like to go there. F Graceland. I'd like to go <laughs> hang out in, yeah. in Princeland. Um, and it's interesting. He literally just popped into my head the other day. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's close to the anniversary of, of his passing. Mm-hmm. And when he passed, I was on a yoga retreat in, uh, what is it called? Somewhere like the west coast of Mexico. Zinalani is the retreat center okay. space. Very beautiful, like eco, you know, yoga, yoga space. And I remember after uh, our morning meditation, going to get breakfast and someone was like, Prince died. And I'm like, shut your mouth. No, he did not. And it was like this hush, you know, came out through the, through the breakfast area. And my friend was teaching, it was his retreat. And I looked at him like, you better be playing Prince this whole class. (laughs) Now, you don't got any, you better get some because like That's beautiful. we're gonna need we're gonna need that. So we totally just dove dove way off into Prince Land, but it's where you're from. Um the whole town like literally came out into the streets of Minneapolis and like everybody just partied like it was nineteen ninety nine for mm-hmm. the whole night. It was crazy. Uh, it was cool. Man. Yeah, and then I got back and when I got back to Philly there were murals up and like all I was like, wow. Wow, man, Prince. Um, (laughs) Which is interesting because now, you know, with all of this, like where I am and being who I am, like, ah, Prince. I liked Prince. I think my brother may have had a Prince album, but it was, I mean, I'm like right around that age. I'm 48. So like 1999, I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm still too young to really understand, but I know this is some good shit. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm 46. (laughs) I'm just right behind you. So I... Totally feel you there. My sister, yeah. I think, was a little bit into him. She was more into Michael Jackson and than Prince, but yeah, I, I I got into him like here and there. But it was it was whatever album called to me. There was a couple albums that I was like, mm-hmm. mm, not so much. Yeah, you right. Know? Right. Yep. So I, I love that you brought up Michael Jackson because we're going to talk start. We're going to talk about intuition and painting okay. and and all of this. And I heard this story once about Michael Jackson and Prince. Okay. And intuition and the Divine Matrix. Okay. And the story goes like this: um, Michael Jackson woke up in the middle of the night, like around four in the morning, and called his team that was there, like, "We got to go to the studio." What do you mean? He's like, I got an idea for a song and we got to go to the studio right now to record it because it's in my head. And whoever he was talking to was like, Michael, we'll just go in the morning. It's four in the morning. And I wish I can so do a Michael Jackson voice, but I can't. <laughs> and he said, no, we got to go now because if I don't record the song tonight, Prince will record it tomorrow. <laughs> right? That's totally they, how it works, too. Yep. And when... <laughs> Like, like it's so true like when you're at yeah. that level right like and really any level but when you're there and you're like i know this is gold like there's gold that's coming and if i don't take it someone like prince is also in the zone he's gonna get it yeah because it's, and it's just like it floats around and whoever gets it first is first come first serve all the way 
right? So if you're listening and you you get that idea and you're like, oh, that's a crazy idea. Run with that shit. Yeah, run with run that, with that idea. <laughs> For real. For real. Because <laughs> someone uh, will be right behind you. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so w- let's 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 dive into the, the painting. Okay. Um, and I'm curious, right from the couple of times that we hung out and being in the in the Monday night crew. Thank you f- for being part of that. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. It's fun. Have you been an artist your whole life? Because I know you're a photographer yep. and you're an amazing painter. Thank you. And I know a couple of photographers that are also amazing painters. And I'm like, where's my <laughs> where's my brush? Um, and the funny <laughs> thing is, grow growing up, my family like painters. They can paint and draw and do all of the things, and I it just wasn't there. I'm like. For my most of my life, I'm like, I guess I'm not an artist because I can't paint. I can't. Okay, but draw. did you try? Like, I tried, but seeing like, <laughs> like the things that my brothers and sisters could draw, and then what I would draw, I'm like, oh yeah. But how um, often did they draw compared to how often you drew? Well, sure, all of that, and yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I was the baby of the family. I'm sure. like, I can't do that, but I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, were you always? Yes, an, an artist doing all of the things. Yeah, when I was when I was really little, um, I got into clay first. My dad um, used to work down in the basement, and he had like this clay that just never dried out for projects that he was working on. And mm-hmm. to keep me busy, he would just give me the clay and put me in the corner, uh-huh. and that's how it started. And then I started um, drawing as soon as I could. Basically, when I was three, my favorite story ever. When I was three, I gave my cousin Jenny a sketch of like a head. It was like a face with arms coming out of the ears and legs coming out of the chin. It's just like a smiley face. <laughs> and I had signed it and I gave it to her and I said, okay, Jenny, you got to hold on to this because I'm going to be famous someday. It's going to be worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I moved in with her when I was 20. She's 10 years older than me. So she's... 56 right now i moved in with her when i was 20 and she was 30 and she's in a band and she sings and she was practicing so i came barreling into her room and we both started singing together and she's like oh my gosh you're never gonna believe what i found yesterday and she pulls open her drawer and she found this the picture that i'd given her when i was three she still had it i was like well, don't give up on me yet. Put that back in there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if she still has it, but I kind of hope she does because mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. <laughs> that that's great i love like those things when it's like oh like this thing happened right when i was yeah. little i don't remember what grade it was like fourth grade fifth grade field trip we went to the pennsylvania state capitol we went to harrisburg and when we were leaving i went into the gift shop and i bought this like probably a four dollar camera mm-hmm. like a, a glorified disposable camera that you can actually put film in nice and I spent all of the money that I had. It was probably five bucks. Didn't eat. But I'm like, for some reason, I wanted this camera. Yeah. And I got the camera. And I think it came with a roll of film. And I took pictures right the rest of the the rest of the day. Got the pictures developed. And it was just a half frame. Like every. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, so bummed. But, you know, my, my mom was great. She was like, well, we got another roll of film. And, you know, so got another roll of film took more pictures everything half frame half frame and i just took that and i just sat it and didn't think about photography again until i was in college oh wow but there was something that little kid right like that yeah. got that and was like and then the half frame i'm like what the heck what the heck 
Really? I spent like all my lunch money on this. You're not even so going to give me a full frame. Um, so then growing up, you were a, an, an art, artiste doing all yeah. of the things. Yeah. When did you uh, pick up a camera? I picked up a camera in high school. Um, and I started taking pictures with, you know, just disposable cameras and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad was into photography when he was younger. So he had a full setup and every once in a while he'd be like, you can go play with it if you want. But I was terrified of breaking it. So I never did. But by the mm-hmm. time I got to my senior year, or maybe it was my junior year, a bunch of my friends and I got together. We were like the artsy crew and we decided to make a documentary. And that's really when it started taking hold. Mm-hmm. And the documentary was called Magic Bullets. And we went downtown and into uptown and we were just asking people if Magic Bullets existed, what they would be and how we would find them. Um, and it was really funny. Like we we got some crazy responses from people. And back then, if if you were a kid with a camera, anybody would talk to you. It was it was mm-hmm. so great. We would just mad rush people and be like, hey, can we talk to you for a second? Uh, it was super fun. So I've always, I've also always been the person that will talk to anyone. I will talk to strangers no matter where I am, no matter how sketchy the place is. Like I will talk to people, mm-hmm. and I love that. So it's 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 been really fun when I started my photography studio because I decided I wanted to get into entertainment photography. So I would just show up places mm-hmm. unannounced, uninvited, and just pretended like I needed to be there and. Hand out my business card, and the next thing you know, I had a ton of work and knew everybody in town. It was it was really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and was it mostly music or all entertainment? Uh, it was mostly music, but I did some uh, burlesque shows and I did some side shows that were kind of mm-hmm. fun, like circus side shows. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I was kind of in that like the macabish group mm-hmm. of people in the rock scene, the punk scene. That was yeah. kind of my my forte. So it's so similar, Jesse. It's so similar. <laughs> um, so I mean, it, it, once I like came back to photography, but I my football coach put me in a photography class because it was going to be an easy A. Oh, funny! I, fa- I failed. I failed <laughs> you the easy fa- A. It. it was Friday at three o'clock. It was so hard to get to. <laughs> but I but I loved the camera and yeah. uh, growing up, my grandfather. Um, was a photographer but i never saw my grandfather take a picture like i think in his early days he had like i have a bunch of his old cameras but i never seen him take a picture he was just retired then but there were always these old cameras around and he made his own enlarger like out of tin and like old lenses yeah so it's really neat so like there were these things around that always kind of like you know caught my attention in a way but i really didn't get it and in this this class, I'm like, wow, I'm like, because like they gave you a camera and keys to the dark room, and I'm like, what? I can come in here whenever I want and just like blow through all of this stuff, and it was so much fun. But going to class, I just couldn't couldn't make it. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was already drunk by three o'clock oh, on a Friday. No. Um, oh no! So I come home from school, and my coach calls to tell me I failed the class, and I'm like, oh shit! Like, man. And the next morning I woke up after seeing literally divine timing intervention. I go out drink in the woods with my friends, come home, 
there's a special on about the National Geographic photographer. And now my mind is blown because I'm like, I really didn't pay attention to a damn thing because I didn't even realize that this could be like a photography career. Yeah. I have no idea. Next morning, go downstairs. My parents are eating breakfast. I'm like, I want to go to art school to be a photographer. <laughs> and my mom, my mom literally is like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, that explains it. You're not gay, you're an artist. <laughs> And I'm like, mom, like, and I had always had girlfriends, but I had like this long, I didn't, you know, being a football player, I didn't really look like a football player. Mm-hmm. I had like the nineties, that long like hair grungy. and yeah, all yeah, of it. And like yeah. black nails and sometimes some eyeliner and all the things like really, yeah. I didn't know they were wondering. Right. That's but, so funny. And he says, we would love you anyway. And that, like really was like, you're an artist. I'm like, I guess I am. I guess I am. And it that just started this process, right? Like going, mm-hmm. and then I fell into it, moved to Philly, out of it. And then when I was getting divorced, I was supposed to go to Peru for a friend's wedding. And I bought a digital camera because I'm like, I'm not going to Peru with a film camera. No yeah. way. Like I'll spend more money on film than what a digital camera will cost. So I got a digital camera, got a blood clot, couldn't go to Peru, but, oh. I, had a, but I had a camera. <laughs> again because i there was a, a time i didn't take a picture for four years yeah and i didn't know why i was so sad hmm. yeah that's wasn't... that's where i'm at right now i haven't i haven't photographed anything in at least five years yeah and i got really sad i wasn't painting or letting any creative out yeah, you know and it was like i can't live that way <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know right like i be i realized i was creative and then stopped and didn't realize that oh once you are a creative and you realize you're a creative you really have to be creative or shit shuts down it does it totally does and it's yeah. crazy how it does it too like because you don't even realize that that's what it is and no I, get, I have no clue yeah no. i think that's the craziest part about it is that you don't even realize it and it's it's funny, like to backtrack a little bit about your parents thinking you were gay because my parents also thought I was gay and it was because all my friends were guys and I was a huge tomboy growing up mm-hmm. and, you know, I skateboarded, I rode BMX bikes, like I was like the rough and tumble type mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it was just because I was an artist and in touch with my masculine side, so it was no big deal. Yeah. But it's it's really funny how that how that happens. How people who are creative, I, I see it a lot. Like creative people are, are I think, more balanced, feminine, masculine mm-hmm. energies. So they kind of give off that vibe, whether they are or not. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I had a camera, so I start going out to the bars by myself. Is that did you do photo, that? You do photographing that the bands. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I'm 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 getting divorced. I don't know what's happening, and I love music, so I'm just gonna go hang out in the bars oh, and it was so safe cool. so right funny. like i don't know if you felt that way yeah but it was safe because i had something right like you yeah. can't see me now right like my camera's in front of my face you can't see me i'm safe back here so yeah and it, it gave it, you an excuse to be there alone like yeah. that's what it was for me like it gave me an excuse to be there alone and then it turned into an excuse to get into shows for free mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and and it just and then I ended up making a huge group of friends and, and then it was like everywhere I went, I knew people. And if I had my camera, it was so great. Everybody just left me alone and I could just mm-hmm. shoot and get into it. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the camera got put down and you picked up a paintbrush. Yes. That's, that's exactly what happened. 
and <clears throat> and I haven't put it down since, and I can't. I paint almost every day. I wouldn't say every day, but it is no more than every other day, <laughs> like the time span. Like, mm -hmm. and now were you? Uh trained in the arts or just in the family like it's just <laughs> yeah it's just in the family i i i wish i could have gone to art school um i went to votech for graphic mm -hmm. design and i was old enough that the first year of votech was commercial design like the old school way they did it with marker renderings and all that uh -huh. cool stuff which mm -hmm. was kind of artsy but by the time mm -hmm. i actually got into college for graphic design it was all digital uh -huh. Which was fun too. I mean, I, I became a graphic designer at age nineteen, mm -hmm. and I've kind of been in the creative industry ever since. But <clears throat> for like fine art, totally self-taught, just messing around. Um, my sculpting, I, I took ceramics in high school. That's like the best I got. But mm -hmm. um, everybody in my family is very creative. I have a huge Catholic family, and then uh, on my dad's side, it's very small. But my dad's side, my cousins are the same uh, as my mom's side because my, my dad's older brother married my mom's, no, my dad's younger brother married my mom's older sister, which sounds kind of weird. But um, the four of us are pretty much brother, sister, mm -hmm. and and they're, everybody's very creative. And, and I love being a part of a creative family because um, we all It is really something. interesting. Yeah, we all have um, something going on. Yeah. Uh and it's again like the the as I age gracefully, I really become more aware of how unaware I was mm -hmm. growing up. Um my one aunt would have like Longo's craft night. So all of the, the ladies in the family would get together and make crafts. That's and my aunt would always like always you would get a handmade birthday card or a Christmas card. And she had her own little stamper that said, you know, <laughs> Bernie, right? Like a hallmark, it's Bernie. And <laughs> And like, I didn't realize, you know, and like my dad's, it was my dad's sister's like super creative. And in my family, like even the people that aren't drawing are creating in some kind of way. If it's like tearing apart a car and like rebuilding it or building something, mm -hmm. you know, like in all of these ways. And I'm like, wow, like now I look, I'm like, we really are very creative. Yeah. And you just don't like, don't, don't see it. Um, so much so in high school, my senior year of high school, it was a brand new high school and we had a photography class. And when I said I was stopping playing football to go to art school, someone was like, did you take photography in high school? And I'm like, there was photography in high school. <laughs> and they're like, there was a whole studio. I'm like, there was, why didn't they, why didn't anybody tell me about this? <laughs> Clueless clueless to all of it and then like when it hit i was like oh my goodness like here it comes and yeah. then it stopped right like because i don't want to say for anything i think it's just life happens right and that camera got put down and it's like i went back to sleep in a way mm -hmm. and then was like oh okay i'm back and now it's like finding that nice balance as i put it down again but it's still here right like it's right. like i'm finding ways to to make it work so back but, to you but you're also oh. doing sorry not back oh. to me yet, but we are also doing these very creative things online with with what you're doing. So right, right, it's balancing out. It's just a different form of it, right? Exactly, and it feels yeah. so much better now in this balancing yeah. because I get my. I feel I lost my creativity when I 
started shooting professionally. Mm-hmm. I did too. Man, like you have it, but it's also like I gotta eat and I gotta really try to make something happen so I can pay my bills. And right. I was like, I don't want to take your picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I after being a graphic designer for as long as I was, and then owning a photography studio for six years. Um, I got to the point where I can no longer do art for anyone, like what they want. Like mm-hmm. I can make art for, for people as long as it's what I feel needs to be on there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But if yeah. someone were to call me up and say, Jesse, make me a painting of a parakeet sitting in the wilderness. I would be like, I can't do that. <laughs> like it just, would, yeah. Which is so great. Like to get to that space. I just, in one of the episodes, I don't know if, if I was out already. But I'm talking about like for content creators, artists, like we need, and it's going to sound selfish, but we have to create our art for us. Yeah, absolutely. And if you connect with it, awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. But then yeah. the right people will connect with it. Right. And I think sometimes we start thinking, what will they like right. instead of, oh, no, this is just what I'm supposed to create and right. birth in, into the world. Right. Like when I made the painting that's hanging in the wall behind you. Yes. Um, you know, that's for you. It's for you. But it was what was coming into me and mm-hmm. and what needed to be put on there for you through me. And so and it was different. And, and let's talk about that for yeah. for everyone. If you're so the video will be um out in, in Spotify as well. So if you're listening on Apple or anywhere else, jump in Spotify and you can see the video <laughs> of uh, of what we're talking about. Or if you're on Spotify, turn your phone and you can see the video. Surprise. Cool. Um <laughs> so so in you know our our connection for everyone that, that's listening, Jesse was like reached out during actually let me see, can I start from the beginning? Can sure, I just tell them about the the blank blue canvas? Yeah. All right. So in during Jesse's Oracle read, this blue canvas was sitting behind her, kind of like the red canvas is right now. But it was her. blank. It was but it was just blank. blank. And I love blue. Like blue is my blue's, blue's <laughs> my color. And uh, it, like the whole reading, it was just like, like just like, and it was blank. But I was just, I was just drawn to it. Like, what is up with this blue canvas? Like it's blank. Why can't I take my eyes off of it? Right. Like like that literally as we're doing the read, like that's the little thing in the back of my head. It's like, seriously, stop looking at the blue. Like it's a blue canvas. Stop it. Just stop looking at it. (laughs) So I send Jesse her her um, download of of the read and she sends me back a message. was like, hey, I have this idea. Um, I kind of do intuitive painting. None of these things I think you've mentioned in the Oracle read either. Like none, none of it. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, it would it be cool if I did a painting for you. <laughs> like, well, yeah, because what was really weird is like, I I don't normally do solid color background paintings, especially that are blue. Like, usually when I start a painting, it's it's like a flat black, right? Mm-hmm. And then things just pile on top of it. And for some reason, two days before we had our reading, I I was like, this has to be electric blue, and I use um metallic paints so it's and there's four different colors of metallic blue that are and purple in that background mm-hmm. and the whole time as i'm painting it i'm like what am i doing because it's not normal you know it's uh-huh. just not my normal thing so after we met and we had our, our little session and then i got off the phone with you 
I turned around and I saw the painting and I was like, holy crap, that's for Joe. Like it just, it's like, this is for Joe. This is for you to have a guinea pig to try this, you know? (laughs) And I thought it went pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, as you say, as a guinea pig, so let's talk about this because really this is an intuitive painting. Yes. Right. And, you know, how about you just explain it for, for everybody? Okay, so for the last four years, I've been painting just purely off of uh, guided information, and it's all super symbolic, and usually um, it has multiple meanings behind it that I I just started realizing two years ago that paintings can mean multiple things, Mm -hmm. and while I'm painting it, I'll have like an idea of what I'm doing when I first start, and then it always changes, and if I sit and gaze at it for a little bit, new stuff will pop in. Uh, that's all just imagery and, and symbolic stuff. And some sometimes I get messages with the imagery. Um, and then I just put it all together. And then when I'm done, there's this huge message that the painting gives me. And um, this, this all kind of started when I, I started getting ill almost five years ago now. And it was a way of, of me just letting out some of the physical pain that I was mm-hmm. experiencing and it just ramped up. And, and it's funny because my paintings started out very, a lot more abstract because I had neuropathy super bad from uh, what was going on and I couldn't hold a brush for more than like 10 minutes. So as time has progresses, my neuropathy has gone away now, and I don't have those issues anymore. The strength of my hands came back. So now everything's starting to ramp up, and I'm starting to get a lot cleaner and more detailed in my work. But um, I still like to go back and forth uh, between abstract and and more realistic and or cartoony. My people are always kind of cartoony. I can't get out of that. But the intuitive part of it is that while I was really sick, Uh, My dad, who passed away, and my friend Lucas, who passed away, pretty much at the same time, uh, they were helping me while I was super, super sick and almost died. And I started connecting with my spirit guides and friends that have died and my family that have passed away. And they all kind of helped me get out of the situation I was in and helped me gravitate towards things that will help my body heal and teach me how to listen to my intuition better and all of those things. And they've stuck around. And over the last, you know, almost five years now, it's just blossomed more and more and more and it's gotten clearer and clearer. And, and now with you, I've learned how to tap in to other people's spirit guides and get messages from them that you would need. And I knew that was possible for a really long time. I was just kind of scared to go there because I had been getting um, people who had passed away that I did not know come Mm -hmm. in to try to talk to me because I kind of am a little beacon for it. And I didn't know how to deal with the situation because I don't know these people. And they Mm -hmm. were asking me to contact people who are alive. And that gets really sketchy because it's Uh like, I'm not going to hunt down somebody I don't know and tell them that their grandma wants to talk to them. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It, it gets a little weird. So I, you know, I've been trying to like hold that at bay and like try to find ways to, you know, actually 
streamline it so that mm-hmm. I don't have all this randomness and streamlining that into someone who has allowed me permission to, to talk to their people actually did help because it's just like that creative thing that you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's that same urge where it's like, I have, I have to do this, uh-huh. but I don't, I don't want just randos coming in because it gets crazy real quick. Right. right. And that's good. Right. Like boundaries with, with everything. (laughs) And, and I mean, I appreciate it. And when you sent that message, because like in this, like I truly believe everybody shows up, right. Exactly where there's, when they're supposed to, right. Our soul tribe is, is here. We've all been here and it's like, Oh, right. Welcome back. Where have you been? You know? And, I'm noticing these people, right? My people, my tribe show up and a lot of my tribe is intuitive and knows shit. Right. So I'm I'm, I'm, like, I have thought, like, I wonder what like Joe five years ago would have said getting that email. I'm like, yeah, sure. And it was interesting because I remember like, yeah, sure. But my guides are also in charge. And if they want to shut you down, (laughs) they they can shut you down. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And and that was something that just came out of my fingers. Right. As I was as I was typing, as Mm -hmm. I'm learning, right, how to communicate with my guides and and everything. And as the painting is is coming, the interesting thing that I want to let everybody know, if you don't know this already, I'm a huge, yeah, this is bullshit kind of guy, like a huge skeptic. Like, I'm going to try it, but if it doesn't work, okay, I'll be like, this didn't work. But if it works, I will tell you this shit works. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. And the first like couple messages, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you're talking to my people or who these people are, <laughs> right, that yeah. you're talking to. And then you sent like the one like halfway done and none of the people on the bottom were there yet right right it was just the keyhole with yeah. the arch and the keyhole yeah. i was like oh all right so the questions that like you asked like i was like i don't know like if we're really on the same page and then when i saw it i'm like the fucking keyhole of course there's a keyhole because i literally just read in the book right before you sent that <laughs> to me this is the master key i literally read this is the master key to everything that you need and two seconds later you send the, the sample and there's a key and the keyhole i'm like okay all right i got it where i can't wait to see what gets filled in around this and yeah. then you know like there were a couple like maybe i don't even know two messages i didn't mm-hmm. So yeah. let, there we, we did a call, right? A Zoom, yeah. just to kind of chat. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody knows when, when you get your painting, what, what happens. So we did a call, right? A Zoom yeah. for, for like 40 minutes, an hour. Yeah. And then there was an email. Or was the email first? Some questions first, and then the Zoom. No, I think we did the Zoom, and then and then we had... Oh, no, you're right. We did questions through email first, and then, and then a Zoom. But I think I'd rather do the Zoom first mm-hmm. um, going forward, you know? Yeah. Like even if it's just a half hour, just touch base so I can mm-hmm. kind of like see you, feel you, you know, all those things help. So Right. So so that's where we were. The the that Zoom meeting ended and then she she got back to painting. I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see what happens. Well, and what was kind of funny about the whole thing is because I had never done this before, it was it was learning how to to actually um relay things properly right Mm -hmm. because how i interpret things is not how you interpret things 
Right. And I had to figure, I had to figure that out that, okay, so this comes through this way. This is how I see it, but how does, how does Joe see it? Mm -hmm. And that was the learning curve within the weird questions I was sending you because Uh there was things that were coming through that mean something to me, but a different symbol for that actually means something to you. Like the Mm -hmm. white glove, the white glove came to me as, um, marching band pants like marines like a marine marching band right Mm -hmm. and all i saw were the pants and the white gloves and that symbolizes uh creative discipline right but i didn't but when i sent you like do you know somebody who's a marine and you're like Mm no right (laughs) it's like okay so what is and what was funny was all the things that meant something different between us from like th- those are the things I asked you about, like, cause mm-hmm. I was, I was propelled to ask you about them, but the things that meant the same, I didn't have to ask you about uh-huh. because I knew that they meant what they meant. The right. Same as you and, knew, right? and, and for everyone that's listening, right. That, that white glove, that creative discipline, yep. right. I, I have a daily podcast. I do yeah. daily content, right. Like there's that that discipline that could some may look at like oh well that's pretty 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 militaristic that you're doing stuff but it's so it's so on point and the one thing that really got me i'm like okay all right this is the shit is is my i hope i can't i can't see what you see but my octopus wizard yeah it's in the center at the bottom you can't see it too well back here but yeah if you go straight below the keyhole there's the octopus octopus wizard and I'll 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 try to I'll put a picture when I share this the, the episode <laughs> out so everyone can see it. But that octopus, I didn't tell you a damn thing about mm-hmm. any any octopuses. Nope. And in 2020, the octopus had taught me unconditional love. There you go. Right? And like when I saw that fucking octopus, I'm like, okay, all right. All right. She got him. Zip. Because literally, like from that experience. With the octopus, like, like that, I feel was a huge like turning point, and just me and like my evolution of who I am, mm-hmm. and to not say a word about it. And I'm like, oh, all right, all right. Well, and that was really funny when it came through too, because I knew that that would had to be the magician card, but I didn't know what to make the magician look like. Mm-hmm. So I sat there for a little bit and like, I, I talked to myself out loud and things resonate or they don't. And all of a sudden an octopus popped in my head, but it, what was really funny about it was that it was like, use a reference and find the most beautiful octopus you can find. Mm-hmm. So I literally sat there on my phone for like 20 minutes trying to find the most beautiful octopus I could find to reference because it was, it was supposed to be a very shiny, beautiful octopus which it's shiny it's cool mm-hmm. it's not probably not as beautiful as it should be but then when we were talking about it you said that it was the prettiest octopus you'd ever seen prettiest <laughs> like, in it, your vision in your yeah vision you yeah. yeah and and for everyone listening um a, a, an octopus ate me when i was on <laughs> um when I had a bunch of psychedelics in me and it was the most beautiful experience. And it was like knowing like that, like that's that thing. Like it's like you see this thing in your mind's eye and sure the mushroom was helping me, but I knew like when I really said, Oh my goodness and looked at it, 
that it was going to be the most beautiful thing. And it was. And I just fucking cried because it was so beautiful. <laughs> and then it shows up, right, on this blue canvas that shows up in an Oracle card read, mm-hmm. right? Which is just, just like, and, and I said it that way for everyone that's listening, is because we really don't know what's going on. But if we can like follow the little breadcrumbs, right? right. Like follow these little breadcrumbs. Okay, what what is it? Right? Mm-hmm. Like what what like what could this be? And just allow, right? Like that like childhood like, like letting yourself be like a kid and oh, be yeah. open to play. Like none of these things are scary, right? It's how can we harness our powers, right? How can we harness these things? We're all connected. We're on this spinning rock. Like, there's no reason that that we can't be tapping in to to this. And I'm not saying that you got to grab a paintbrush and start painting, right? Your visions, but sit down, have a coffee, right? Have a cup of coffee with your with your team and just be like, what? What do I need to know? Well, and and also, like, people need to realize how funny the universe actually is. Like, the universe has a very quirky sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to remember that because if you don't remember it and it sends you something and you take it too literal or too serious it's not going to come out the same way. And that's how people get scared, mm-hmm. right? Is because they're like, oh, what does that mean? But it's like, this universe is a little sarcastic and a little like goofy. Mm-hmm. So you have to like look at everything that comes to you in kind of a little kitschy-ish way. And then you'll see the beauty of it. And you'll see like, that's actually really funny. Why did they do that? You know, Right. Like, and, I, and I, I hate to jump in, but I just want to because Fraggle Rock, Fucking Fraggle Rock. Rock. So so Fraggle Rock is in the painting as well. There are a couple of these like in like fears that are just here and I don't know why they're here. And as a kid I remember like Fraggle Rock and all that just it scared me. For some like it gave me this uneasy feeling. Just like surf surf rock, that twang of the surf guitar that gives me this uneasy feeling because of the water and and whatever may have happened in Atlantis or wherever. Right. And and we've we got bubbles, right? And f- Fraggle Rock. You put fucking Fraggle Rock in there, right? <laughs> and, and I was like, okay. And what's great about that is the Fraggle Rock. It's the it's the chick with the the pigtails, mm-hmm. and that was actually needed to be noted as that is the signature that the Fraggle Rock character hiding in the rocks in the pool mm. is a signature, which to me. If you're scared of Fraggle Rock or were scared of Fraggle Rock when you were a kid, I was like, okay, so I looked up, like, why did Jim Henson create Fraggle Rock, right? Mm -hmm. And he created it due to wanting kids to understand that the world is is interconnected and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who or what you are, you're still connected to each other. Right. And how these two worlds can kind of collide and coexist, which is totally what this painting does. I mean, it's like how everything is connected, how I can connect to you and how the world in itself with everyone in it is interconnected that way. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of it was kind of funny when you told me that because then I was like, well, now I have to figure out what this means if this is the signature, you know. Mm-hmm. And also part of it being a part of your fear is to having you open up to those fears and and face them and mm-hmm. realize that they're not as scary as you think they are. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and they really aren't. And they really are. what I'm realizing again because the universe just keeps saying, "Okay, here, Joe, here's somebody else that that will 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 share some more light on on all of this this stuff." Right. Um, Oracle card read yesterday out of the blue, like scheduled um, this wonderful woman. Hillary, she's actually going to be on the podcast as well because she's, of cool. course, right, just amazing. <laughs> and at the end, we were talking about things. Now, she reached out for an Oracle card read for me at the end. She was like, I think, I mean, like, I'm going to pull a card for you. I kind of feel like I have a message for you where I keep hearing I'm supposed to give you a message. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. What do, want? what do you got? So she pulls some cards, starts telling me some things, and then she says, is your back hurt? I'm like, well, not right now, but I got a sludgy gallbladder. And sometimes, depending on what I eat, it hurts. She was like, oh, are you ready to heal that? You ready to let that go? She was like, because that's all of your past. That's stuff from your past life that's behind you. And for some reason, you just don't want to let it go. She was like, you can get to let it go right now. And we went through this whole beautiful little healing awesome. thing. That's right? Awesome. But it was like this past life sludge. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like there is this like could have been Atlantis could have been just maybe when surf music was surf music. I lived in San Diego and I drowned surfing. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. It could be that simple. Okay. Right. It could be that simple. But I don't have to fucking worry about it anymore because I'm no. here. That's right? right. So it's like these Huge little joke. things and letting it be like, oh, oh, right. It is. I can let it. I can laugh at Fraggle Rock and just like. <laughs> Right. You're silly. Like, that's a silly, silly fear that I don't have to hold on to anymore. Um, I love it how we totally just kind of shift it in, into uh, like the benefit, right, yeah. of, uh, um, I want to say, a Jesse painting. Yeah. Um, and for everyone that is listening, if you're like, what, what? Like, just the thing is, because Jesse and I have been talking, you know, about this and what does... Um, uh, so surprise, Jesse and I work together. Um, <laughs> if you work with me, that sometimes these things happen. You end up on my podcast too, right? <laughs> but it, it, it's like, look at everything that that you get if you receive an intuitive painting, right? There's yeah. literally like intuitive sessions with you of talking, right? That yeah. that first connect and then the painting and the interacts. And then when you sent me everything, there's this beautiful document literally breaking down every, every, all of, all of it. Mm -hmm. So now it's, it's, I love the similarities because when I send people their Oracle reading, I'm like, look at the picture of the cards because the way the cards are laying. And when you look at them, like going diagonally or horizontally, they're all kind of tell a different story from the story that we just told. Right. And now like having the painting, having all of that info, right. I, and it on my wall. So every day I walk by, I can just like look at a part of it, right? And in that one part, there's one little, there's one little story or one new little piece of information that's gonna come back to me that I may have forgotten about and need yeah. it, right? To see that little, that little thing. So it's like, wow, this is a priceless piece of of art hanging on the wall. I'm so glad you feel that way. Because it will, it is going to continually give me new messages. It will, it will, and, and it will remind you of things too when you forget. So, like, I mean, my paintings are all over my house, 
and <laughs> one of them that I painted very early, it is literally just like a very washed out black background and it has the Japanese symbol for joy, which is like the triple yin yang, mm-hmm. right? And then two of my handprints. And the name of it is just simply uh, finding joy in nothingness, right? And this is when I really started getting really heavy into meditation. And if I go at two days without at least meditating for at least 20 minutes, I my eye will just go right to it. And then I hear it and I'm like, get your, get your butt over there and start doing your thing. Or if I'm getting too serious in my life and I start taking everything way too seriously, the joy of nothingness instantly pops into my head when I walk by it. And I'm like, right, I'm not supposed to take everything so serious. I'm supposed to find the joy in the things, the joy in the journey, the joy in all of it, you know, because that is our natural state. Mm-hmm. So, and all my other paintings have the same thing where when I walk by them, you know, you just, you find new stuff in them and you find things change what they mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's what that means. So it's, it's they're kind of fun. And I'm really glad that I've made a ton of them for myself. And I'm really excited to start making more for other people because what it has done for my life and, and understanding of myself, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to share that with other people so that they can understand their, their journey in their life a little bit better, a little clearer would be super awesome to do for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, with this, you know, there was this, Oh, I have all of this. There's so much information coming ah, what do I do with all of the information, right? And of course, the simplest thing to do is just stop and listen. Mm-hmm. And in that stopping and listening, more information, right? But instead of that idea of, oh my goodness, who are my guides? What are they? What are they saying? It was just, oh, I can just kind of chill because I know they're here. And the more I relax, I can start then saying, all right, I, I know... I know my higher dimensional octopuses are, are, are always around, but who else is here, right? And then calling in the 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 team with me, right? And just saying, hey, you've got it. Uh, a while ago, I think early 2020, my friend Natalie Levin recommended um, the book, So You Want to Be a Psychic. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, wasn't uh, it So You Want to Be a Medium? Was yeah, So You Want to Be a Medium. Yeah. It's great, you know? And it's very simple, but stuff that like, you're not going to want to ask people because you're going to feel weird. Be like, wait, wait, what? And it's such a simple book to read. But in it was like, you have a medicine guardian and a medical and a doctor guardian. Mm-hmm. And last week when I had to go to the dentist and was so scared, literally journaling, I'm like, all right, medical guardian, doctor guardian, you're all here. Like <laughs> we're going, and this is going to be easy and great. And, and it turns out that the dentist, is a, his wife owns a yoga studio. <laughs> So there's a comfort level there. Yay. You know, so it's like, oh, okay. So it's like the by just doing these little things, but it's like the little sparks and letting those little sparks become fun, right? Yes. To have that fun space of, okay, maybe some of my guides are Fraggle Rock and that's, that's okay, <laughs> right? Maybe one of my guides is fucking Cookie Monster. Totally fine. <laughs> Listen to what Cookie Monster has to tell you. Play around with it. Yeah. Um, so... As we as we wrap things up, I want to pull an oracle card just because it was what we do. Okay. Um, I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes, and if okay. you are watching and you can see the 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 beautiful paintings behind Jesse, the painting that Jesse did for me, and all of the paintings you are seeing right now are big, 
right? They're big Good ones. Thirty by forty. Thirty by forty. I do 40. have some smaller ones though that are. You know, I, I was gonna say, like, let's say I call them like I, I really enjoyed that episode, but I I can't do a thirty by forty because I actually don't have the wall space. Can we right. do a twelve by twelve? Can we do our sizes available? Or you're like, no, we got to go like at least this big. Well, I have I have three sizes available right now, but I I will be expanding that um, for that reason. Mm-hmm. But right now. I just have a 30 by 15, a 20 by 24, and a 30 by 40. But the 30 by 40s are very large. They're, they they don't look large like because they're so far behind us, but mm-hmm. they're, I mean, they're <laughs> 40 they're, inches long. It's pretty long. Yeah, they're big, so, but it's great. Like, I, thank you. I love big, big, Me too. big art. So I love it. Um, we're going to pull a keeper of the light and. Okay. As um shuffling, I'll put your where um where can they find you? The Instagrams, the TikToks, where where can they where can they Well they connect? can find my my art page on Instagram at Jesse Fraser dot volume two and it's Jesse with just an I. Uh but then I also have where you can purchase the painting or um or a, a medium reading with me on uh, spiritualdesign369.com. Awesome. So, and then I have some some art merch up there too. That's all spiritually spiritual art. I'll uh, I'll have all those links in the show notes and you just said um can let's say I don't want a painting, but I just want a session to have like a medium ship conversation. Do you are they yeah. available? Yes, those are available. Absolutely. So if you want to sit down with me and say you want to talk to somebody who's passed away in your life, uh, I would need a photo of them or maybe an object to look at through a Zoom call, but I could totally do it through a Zoom call and we could do our best to try to find them. Awesome. So. Awesome. What what numbers in your head? What numbers in my head? 14. All right. Number 14 is Kuan Yin, care and compassion. Choose to be loved. Do is do what is right for everyone involved. Offer a helping hand. Yeah. I'm offering my helping hand. Whatever you need. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. With care and compassion, Jesse will talk to your guides. And um, if you want, you'll get a lovely painting as well. Um, Jesse, thank you so much for thank taking the time. Absolutely. And, um, thank you. It's been yeah. super fun. Ah, for sure. For sure. I can't wait to see what what all keeps growing and blooming. Uh, and for everybody out there, uh, I forgot to mention this. And I'm, Jesse, maybe I'm throwing you under the bus. But you did a couple <laughs> live paintings on Instagram. I, Not, well, there's one up there, yeah. there, there. There's one. So is that going to be something that's going to be happening? Some Some live instagram yeah, things i need to start doing lives yes yeah, so it, it seems like sundays around 7 central time 7 p.m central time is kind of like where that would work mm-hmm. so yeah like i think the last one i did was too long it was 45 minutes but i think like t- a 20 minute live paint where people can either ask me questions or we can talk about what i'm painting that's totally totally gonna happen 
Awesome. Sweet. Yes. Do that. Put yourself out there. Uh, And for everybody that is here, thank you all so much. Hit all the links in the show notes. Connect with Jesse. Seriously, get yourself. I'm I'm swinging my chair around so you can see more. Um, Get get yourself a piece of artwork. You you can thank me later. Um, (laughs) All right, my friends. Thank you all so much. Jesse, thank you. And everybody, I'll be back. We'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.